Welcome back to the Awesome Awful Podcast presented by The Daily Drunk. I'm your host, Sean Berman. And today we're feeling a little festive. You know, we're getting into the holiday cheer around here. And we're welcoming Rob White today. Rob, how are we? I am fantastic. How are you doing? I'm great, man. I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to get into the Christmas spirit, but it's it's been tough this year. But I think, I think we're on the right path now because we just finished watching Home Alone 2. Hell yeah, we, we, we did another Christmas in the trenches with Macaulay Culkin, as they said in the movie. So. Yes, all was right in the world when Home Alone 2 is on. I, I think that that's a model I'll live by. I can and, agree with that. And I think we should just jump right into this. I'm, I'm going to set the table for us. Would you agree with me that Home Alone 2 is the superior Home Alone in the franchise? I would agree with that, except for the pigeon lady. I cannot get behind the pigeon lady, you know? You know what? This is my biggest gripe with Home Alone 2. The pigeon lady just feels like sort of tacked on. And I'm not even sure what her purpose is, to be honest. She's like, she's the scary neighbor, right? Right, right. She's shovel shovel man. And we can can talk about that now or talk about that (laughs) shovel man. We can talk about that now or talk about that later. But uh, like that should not have been in the movie. That whole thing. It doesn't make sense. She should have just been saved by like all the scary people in New York. Right. Like right. all of them in the park, you know? Like the, the crazy taxi driver guy should have did something. It it should have just been a bit of, a little more about the world and less about the fucking pigeon. Right about you know? I, I think my favorite thing about Pigeon Lady though is her backstory, right? We we find out <laughs> that she's the fucking pigeon lady. She gives this really heartwarming speech to Kevin about an hour into the movie. She's like, I'm actually pigeon lady because I was dumped. And right, <laughs> my heart was broken. So I had nothing else to do than go to New York City and hang out in Central Park and befriend all these pigeons. I'm like, that's rough. That's that's a hell of a heartbreak, man. I think that she should have dated a little more and got, out, right. got herself out there because there's no reason why you should be that upset. Right. Over a man that's like, well, I'm going to live in the park and just pigeons are going to shit and piss all over me, I guess. So. I, I mean, dude, this is the 90s. This is Craigslist hookups are <laughs> abundant in the 90s. She could have she could have found her own pigeon man, I think. She could have got she could have waited. She kind of like rode the Internet bubble wave and become a millionaire before it popped around 2000. I, I think so. It's yeah, it's that the pigeon lady is just it's a bad it's a bad turn. It's it's bad because. Kevin is supposed to be her friend, right? Except Kevin's a little shit, man. He he doesn't even know her name, right? Yeah, does she have a name? I don't know. She doesn't I have actually, a name. You know the you know the part where she's in they're in the orchestra attic, whatever yep. the hell that is. I fell asleep to that entire part. Like I was so tired, and I just like <laughs> I woke up and something better was happening. So right, right, and. That's that's what I kind of wanted to bring up too. Besides the pigeon lady, they're supposed to be friends, right? Mm-hmm. Except he, he doesn't know her name. He gives her this piece of shit turtle dove ornament to hang where she doesn't have a Christmas tree. She lives in the Central Park woods. And then at the end of the story, 
Kevin and his family are just in their five store, uh, this five story grand hotel, looking down with this lavishing mountains and piles of toys. And she's out there still with the birds getting shit on. What's heartwarming about that, man? Invite her up so she can right. warm her feet properly. You know? God damn it. That's better have a bath. Right. Run run one of the several baths that you have in your hotel suite. <laughs> open up, open up your home, open up this hotel fridge. It's just ridiculous to me. And it's not good. And you were talking about how you fell asleep. And while this is my favorite home alone movie by far, I was definitely feeling the runtime. I don't know about you. Yeah, like the first uh, 40 minutes are just like bam, right. bam, bam. It's like so good. And then I forgot like how early he got kicked out of the hotel. It was kind of early. Once he, and once it gets kicked out of the hotel, it's like you don't really know what time of day it is or how many days pass if he's sleeping on the streets or in that right. weird apartment of his brother or as convenient, uh, right? Yeah, his uncle's brother. So it's just like things just really grind to a halt. And that's oddly enough when the pigeon lady really starts. They start That's pushing the she pigeon lady mark. there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. This is all, all bad until the end when Mars is getting realize, hit in the face with bricks. Yeah, right. They realize once he's out of the hotel, they got nothing left. And they're just like trying to throw anything that sticks except the pigeon lady. Yeah, it should have been a thousand times more like hotel employees. Yeah, yeah. And less pigeon ladies. So. It should have been like Tim Curry just fucking shit up for Kevin. Yeah, I would have watched the Tim Curry movie at that point. If they just had a movie in that hotel where it's just right. like, hmm, there's a little boy in the lobby. I better follow him crazily for the next three days. And, and he's just, he's the go to this movie. He should have been the real villain. Him and Rob Schneider, shout out Rob yeah. Schneider. They oh, should have just been terrorizing him the whole time. I, lo- I love Rob, Sch- Rob Schneider. Don't love his politics, but goddamn. Yeah, yeah. But, he but can mug he, for the camera, you know? He has a nice mug for the cam. We, we got to give him a shout out for that. And full disclosure, I don't know about you, but when I was a little kid watching this movie, it made me really want to move to New York. You know, you're seeing all the buildings, just Central Park. Kevin's living it up. He's going to this big ass fancy toy store and come to find out, you know, I'm doing a little research. Half of this fucking movie, man, ain't even filmed in New York. It's fucking filmed in Chicago. What what a fraud this movie is, right? It's sad. I like um, how much snow just comes and goes in the movie. Right. Like, a point, there's no snow anywhere. Or, like, Nothing. feeble attempts to throw snow on the ground. Yes. And then other things, there's tons of snow. So, yeah, it's the, it looks like kind of like the Batman version of New York from the 90s. That's what I was thinking. Cool, but, yeah, I agree. I grew up, like, wanting to go to that hotel so bad. Right. And now it's like, uh, you found out the truth, and it's like, oh, it's terrible. It, it kind of ruins it. It's like, man, this, this takes place in Chicago. We had something going. You lied to me. <laughs> this toy store ain't even fucking real isn't it based on something it's based on like the it's based on that famous toy store on fifth Schwartz, yeah fao shorts but yeah like none of the charitable things i don't think they did anything charitable ever so yeah sucks and and, and speaking of like famous hotels we do get our our famous trump cameo and i oh, remember gross. I remember Macaulay back like a couple years ago. He was like lobbying hard to get him digitally replaced with somebody else. Right? <laughs> he's like, he's he. I, I think at one point he wanted him you know, an older version of Macaulay to digitally replace Trump. That would be pretty sick. I was trying to think of some meta thing you could do, like an older right. version of Daniel Stern or even Joe Pesci. <laughs> right, right. Like older a really Joe. tall, a really tall old version of Joe Pesci. I love it. 
that would be amazing. But I think, yeah, the digital Macaulay Culkin would probably be my vote for sure. Right. That's my vote. That's my vote for sure. And I, I have a safety pick and I want to see what you think about this. He's been working a lot, but what about the rock? I, I can see the rock just <laughs> busting out of nowhere, jacked his shit, biceps bubbling out all over the place. He points him towards like Jabroni Drive. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he does the flex with it. Too, yeah, right? totally. Yeah, he's got the uh, the bicep vein going. I think. I like how even even then Trump had the red tie on. Right, right. It's he like, man, he's really ass. pushing that motherfucking. He's pushing that forever. Like he just. And according to like. Uh, something i was reading like he was only in the movie because he was like really lobbying hard to be in it he was like you can't use this hotel unless i'm in this scene (laughs) that's amazing did he even own the hotel or i'm not even sure if he owned the hotel he's just like you can't shoot here unless i'm in it you absolutely cannot use this hotel i have no connection (laughs) right right, right. you put me in your stupid film oh the balls on that guy what a dick yes we come to home alone too and the wet bandits are no longer the wet bandits. They're they're now the sticky bandits. How do we feel on the identity change here? We fucking with the sticky bandits? I like the sticky bandits. I kind of feel like they weren't in the movie enough. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it was very like they're obviously in the last third a lot. Almost but the first much, two though. thirds. Yeah, exactly. But the first two thirds, I kind of didn't even mind it. I kind of wish it was just Kevin McAllister in New York. And then he yeah. runs out of money and he's got to like grind it out. He's grinding out. He's selling for like CDs. a week until like his, until he can fly back with his plane ticket, you know? I love it. He's just out there on the corner of Fifth Ave. He's slinging <laughs> CDs. He's selling Reggie weed <laughs> to all the people in Central Park. I like this version. He becomes one of the scary people in Central right, right. Park. Like he starts driving that cab. He's a talk- ladies henchman. Yeah, exactly. I got to talk about the cab driver because. Oh, yeah. Can we? He like he gets in the cab. He's like, "Oh, it's really scary out there." And right. The cab right. driver turns like, "Not not much better in here." <laughs> what a catchphrase! I just want him to show up in other movies where everyone goes, "Oh, it's kind of scary." He goes, "Look at me. <laughs> Look at my white eyeball." <laughs> right. But it's like, how much business does that guy drive away just by being way too self aware? Like, you can't just yeah. stare straight ahead and say, "Where to, Mister?" You know. I'd like to think he he scares off probably, this is a rough estimate here, 98% of his clients. <laughs> There's no way he survived the Uber apocalypse. Yeah, totally. New York he, City. he lost his New York City taxi badge. And now he's slinging for Uber Eats, possibly. Oh, I think so. But I, I, I really want to circle back to our, our newfound sticky bandits. Yes, for sure. Because I, I feel like they kind of get the shit end of the stick in this movie, man. Little bit. They don't really have a lot of character development. No, no. And what are the chances of the sticky bandits just finding Kevin? Yeah, really, just in the fish thing. market or whatever. Right, right. There like, he is. Yeah, there he is. The first thing they see when they get out is is him. So but I've had I've had weird things like that happen to me in real life, so I don't totally dismiss it. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think that uh yeah, it's a little far flung and at that point in the movie, I just don't feel like you even need them, you know. They do feel a little shoehorned in, and I about halfway through the movie, I was kind of more interested in their story on how they escape prison. And I'm kind of feeling like, as as fans of this franchise, we deserve at least this prequel movie of showing them how they escaped. Uh oh, I think we're gonna get a whole prequel. I think there's gonna be a uh, a Disney Home Plus. Alone. 
a Home Alone like cinematic universe. Like we're gonna see Imagine. Marv, the beginnings of Marv. Dude, poor Marv. Marv should have died like five times, right? Marv might be dead. Like, like the, you know when you kind of get hit in the head and you're walking around for like a day and a half and then you just die in your sleep oh, the yeah. next day. <laughs> right, right. That's what happened to Marv. Like, it, it took a while for his brain to process that he was dead. <laughs> exactly. It didn't totally get all the way through to like the signal goes to his spine. He just drops dead like the next right. day in jail. But uh, yeah, I think it kind of seems like like Marv got the shit end of the stick. Oh yeah. In terms of all the horrible things happening to him and Joe Pesci had it too, but not as seemed... much. I was wondering if there was something in Pesci's contract where he was like, exactly right. He's like, yeah, you can't dump anything on my head. It's like you can't poke away from me. you. You can't put white flour all over. <laughs> right. Like I'm not going to let you do that. So what, what do you imagine? It looks like Joe Pesci cleaning white flour off his face and the. Like... Just pissed, you know. <laughs> just real pissed. I like don't even know if Joe wanted to be in these movies. I don't think so. It doesn't, because you know people shit on like Robert De Niro and all those guys because they just eventually just started pumping out like just whatever for money. Mm-hmm. And Joe Pesci was doing that shit in the early nineties. Like he's just like, man, I just he's want on top some, of it. I just want some mad money, but don't Dude, put I, any shit on my face. Don't put any shit on my face. Don't throw fucking bricks at me. <laughs> I'll take the tool chest to the to the chest like a like a champ, but that's about it. Even like the, oh, the audacity that Joe Pesci could do like a standing handstand on the <laughs> <Right>. toilet, <laughs> you know? Like, I love that. That is actually like a fourteen year old Russian gymnast in a fat <laughs> suit doing that. But I, I like to think that Joe at least gave it the good old college try, right? Like for weeks, he was just practicing that scene. <laughs> And like, Joe, we got other things to shoot. And he's like, fuck you. I'm practicing <laughs> handstands in the toilet. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. This is me now. I'd like to do see a, a cut of, because I think one of the worst images in movie history is in Casino, when they're beating Joe Pesci to death with a baseball <laughs> bat. It's like the worst thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. I, but I think it would be funny to splice that little bit into to Joe Alone. Pesci. <laughs> Like spinning out the dirt and covered in blood. It's like, yeah, this is what happened when he actually fell in the basement. Oh, yeah. Like he yeah. actually died. But uh, I gotta say, like, when Marv is the whole thing, when Marv falls in the basement and then like gets electrocuted, the electrocution scene is hilarious. Like, it's so Ooh, funny. Right. And it's, it's so funny. It's funny because, like, that's all just like shit that the jackass guys do for right, real. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, they just like, and the way it's filmed, it doesn't have a lot of cuts in it. So it's just like, yeah, it's Tim getting hit in the head with a brick, you know? But but what the hell happened in that final third act, though? It's like they ratcheted up the violence out of nowhere. We had a yeah. very heartwarming story. Then all of a sudden, Kevin is out for fucking blood. Yeah, he could have just called the police. Yeah, Kevin is a psychopath. I think, <laughs> I think we have to bring that up. He should be brought up on charges. I know these people are after him. But it, there comes a certain point where enough is enough. Yeah, he's like a dog who has a taste for human blood. Right, he's just right, like, he's now Cujo. he needs it every Christmas. He's like, someone's got it. I got Cujo at this point. I got to make someone feel pain with these hands or else <laughs> I can't have a Merry Christmas. I got to say, Uncle Uncle Frank is something. Oh, there. yeah, let's get into Uncle Frank. He's a real he's a real cheapskate. He's cheap, and he's also like, at the start, he's all concerned that they do some exhibition or it's like, yeah, Uncle Frank doesn't want anyone to wa- walk in walk in on him 
in the shower and then he showers the door open and he's singing really loud I he's like he man, really wants it yeah totally he's like i hope nobody walks in on me in the shower while i leave the <laughs> right door right wide open. it'd be a shame if somebody <laughs> saw my junk It'd be a shame if a man saw me naked, <laughs> you know? I think Uncle Frank, I think you're right. You're on to something with Uncle Frank. And he's just like, he's also just a piece of shit. Like he, he is. He, which is another thing, he obviously uh, suggested the hotel, motel they stay at, and it's just gross and awful. It's a real dump. Which is interesting because I don't know how people booked trips in the 90s. Because now I look at 800 hotels on the internet before I book a trip. Oh, right. And right. back then, it's just like, I guess you just have the yellow pages and squirrely Frank's perverted word of mouth. Like, that's all but, you have. But right. But obviously, he stayed there before because he said it didn't, it didn't look like this on his honeymoon. Yeah, exactly. But he's just like, you can't trust anything that fucking nah. pervert says. You know, nah, you, Uncle Frank needs to go. I think he's he could have been a good side villain, I think. <laughs> he should have been the actual villain. Like, he... Right. Cuts down Kevin for seeing him naked. And it's found out that he's corrupting Kevin's dad. Yeah. Maybe, him. maybe uh, he's like friends with someone at the hotel and gives him a call. He's like, that That kid's here. You got to come by. I, could, I could totally buy this. And also the whole thing about him using the TV and the talk boy, which I was obsessed, oh, I was obsessed yeah. with the talk boy when I was a kid because I was I was right around that age. Like I was probably six years old when this movie came out. So I was fucking obsessed with the talk boy. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I thought you could do all that stuff with it. Then you realize the speaker is like an inch. It's a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit. Like I never actually held one, but one day it just kind of occurred to me that it's not good. And like, you couldn't do all that stuff. Like it wouldn't sound like Frank is in the shower. It would sound like a shitty speaker. And same it, with the TV, when they play stuff off the TV, like TVs weren't very good back in the day. And, and I was going to ask you about that, if you had your talk boy or, or if you man, had it, I, do you have it I, still? No, I didn't actually get one because my parents were like, you don't want that. It's <laughs> you but want I had, Nintendo. Uh, I had like a catalog, like the Sears catalog, the Christmas right. catalog. And I had all the pages like earmarked because they had like the talk boy and the talk boy pen and like all these other things that you could just secretly record people on, I guess, was the point of it. So I never got one. I think you can probably buy them on eBay right now for $700. $700. You could retire if you had a whole stock of talk boys in your closet. (laughs) (laughs) Some guy at the talk boy plants real happy right now. Oh, I think so. What do you think about the, like this old school noir movie that they play this whole time? Oh yeah. It's uh. That's not a real movie, right? That's, no, uh, they made it they specifically. Did. I think they made it specifically for this movie. I mean, I would watch that movie and I maybe would enjoy it more than the last third of Home Alone so. 2. But I don't know. What do you think about it? What do you yeah. think about that premise? I wouldn't be mad, like you said, if they just deleted the last third of Home Alone 2 and they snuck in this movie. <laughs> and I think uh, it's totally worth it for like the. Uh, the scene with uh, Cliff, the security guard. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like smooching. That's just, just. I don't know what that. I don't know what comedy concept that's called, but it just makes me laugh every time. It's just like it is classic. You know, it's just a great. And the, the guy that got to play Cliff, like the security guards, are both super old, which oh, is yeah. also hilarious. Very accurate to hotel security people. Yeah, I love his reaction. Cliff is like, and for a second, it just feels like Cliff believed it. He's like, I might have. 
<laughs> I don't know what I've been doing. It could have happened. This the, hotel the, wine really does hit sometimes. The days get very long. <laughs> right, I, right. I forget what lonely. happens. <laughs> I just found a Top Boy on eBay for $103. So You know, there are worse things to spend $103 on. I don't think there's much. It's probably it the looks... Top Boy pen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a Top Boy watch I'm looking at too. I'm watching both these things now, so we'll see how I... much they actually go for. Hint, hint. That's, that's oh, it, the Christmas. It also does not work. It says oh, non-functional yeah, yeah. four parts slash repair, as if. So. I, I love that idea too. Everyone's got a bunch <laughs> of as if talk boys lying around trying to piece the parts together to get a functioning one. <laughs> well, let me look at my, my talk boy. It's like an old, like some old uh, car graveyard. Right. It's full of talk boys. Right. <laughs> He's trying to, get, trying to just piece one together that'll still work. So. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I think it is interesting to see like how they set the whole movie up in the first like from them going to the airport to him losing his dad like I think that's a very if you were a writer and you wanted to see how to set things up you can watch that five minutes and be like oh yeah it's like he gives him this because of this and it's like it's also character based like Kevin is obviously a madman who cannot he can't just put the batteries in the talk boy in the plane No. He has to do it right there. Right then and there. He needs his, his talk boy. He needs it now. And his dad loves his son, so he gives him the bag when he should just be like, no, just hurry up. You know, right. so it's, it's actually like character-based motivation things. It's like, oh, well. And then you, you realize it is written by John Hughes, who is yeah, yeah. very, you, got you, you know. You got John Hughes. You got Chris Columbus. That's an all-star kid. And, and John Williams on the score. Yeah, totally. I, I can't believe he came back for a sequel. I'm pretty sure the amount of right. sequels John Williams did and past this was probably very few. it's a banger of a soundtrack we got and also that guy chris columbus just sticking with that name hell of a name you know it's just like yeah chris columbus that's my name not chris chrissy or something just anything to get away from that anything connotation i'm sure it's not too cool now but maybe back in the day it's like oh yeah right right oh chris i'm sure he made a lot of jokes with his friends about it <laughs> I discovered Home Alone too. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a lot of screaming in this movie too. Man, Mar- I was gonna say Marv is screaming his ass off. <laughs> He's he, working for it. He maybe goes kind of he peeks out a little early, but the last scream he gives out is a pretty good scream when he's getting eaten by the pigeons. Yes. He really just like he bangs it out crazily. In that last yeah. second, he's like a hardcore singer at the end of the night. Like the last, the last two songs, he's just going nuts. So oh yeah, I respect Mark for that. But Al Pacino like does a little too much of the thing. Like uh-huh. it's a little distracting. But I like to think there was like a specific person on set to to give Marv like uh, a cup of honey and tea. Yeah, at totally. all times. Oh, he, you must like. Yeah, you got to preserve those vocal cords, man. He's doing that shit a hundred times. Oh, also, yeah. Another Marv thing. I think this movie maybe should have just been about Marv. Like they should have made two movies. One just about Marv. Because Marv is probably the most interesting character. Marv's the Kevin. star for sure. Yeah. Like at one point when they're stealing the money and uh, Joe Pesci's like, oh, Merry Christmas. And then Marv's like, happy Hanukkah. It's like, oh, Marv's <laughs> Jewish. He's one of the chosen people. Let's That's go. So cool. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> 
I think you just imagine like I like th- Joe Pesci and like Harry and Marv in jail and like he's like oh Mar- another Christmas in jail and then Marv's you know lighting the Hanukkah candle dude and this is like it's very beautiful it's a beautiful scene this actually gives me an idea for a Disney Plus reboot I feel <laughs> like Marv's down on his luck right Joe Pesci ain't coming out of retirement I feel like we could somehow finagle a series of Hanukkah heist shorts. What do you think <laughs> about that? I can guarantee you there's someone at the Disney Plus building right now trying to pitch that in every elevator, just riding up and down the elevators, trying to like be like, hey, Marv, <laughs> TV show, you in? And the guy's like, yes. Eight nights of Hanukkah heist. There's <laughs> your tagline. <laughs> and on the I'd eighth love- night, he hits, he hits like the biggest hot topic in America. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think that uh, I think a Home Alone is coming. Is it the Home Sweet Home Alone? It's the Home Sweet Home Alone. Whatever you oh, do, don't watch it. I hate what? this kid. I don't know who his, yeah, his name is. He's, I forget his name, but he's from the. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? Oh, it's that kid. It's that kid. Ugh. I loved him in Jojo Rabbit, but you put him in Home Alone. So yeah, I'm not sure if. Oh, Home Alone Six. We're up to six. We're up to six, man. When you get to six, it's like you're either making a Fast and the Furious movie or a porno. <laughs> right, right. There's like no difference anymore. It's just all parody at this point. Yeah. They should call it, they should call the next one just Home Alone. Like that's the trend now. They'll call the the new one with Macaulay Culkin Home Alone. I love it. He'll, he'll finally kill Marv. <laughs> he, he gets his revenge on Marge. Marv. Or, or or Macaulay Culkin is the now the thief. Like his brain is so deranged from fucking killing people every Christmas that he just him and Marv team up for Hanukkah heist. Yeah, like him and the movie starts with him and him and Marv at Joe Pesci's grave, and they just like shoot the grave with shotguns for some reason. It's I like yes, it. it's begun. It's I begun. think it's rated PG. They get one <laughs> shotgun blast in there, and then the mouse steps in and calls it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's oh, it. You can't, you can't do that. <laughs> oh. yeah for, but for the most part it's a good movie i guess you know is, I, I have uh, fun, i have fond memories of it even though the last hour is a fucking struggle to get through for some reason it's my go-to home alone movie i don't yeah. watch the original very often because i just i really fucked that movie out when i was a kid like i watched that movie weekly and it was oh, not yeah. good and it's just that you can't do that to a movie it's just it loses all all the points, but yeah. Home Alone Two I was very generous with, and I think like me and my girlfriend watch it every year is our go to Home Alone. So we keep it at once a year. We skip it, you know, maybe right. every two years. We this is a good excuse to to get it back into the rotation. So, and uh, I gotta say, once you hit your mid thirties, you've seen every fucking Christmas <laughs> movie a hundred and fifty. Right, times. right. So Elf is off the of, table. Elf is off the table. I've never even seen Elf until about four years ago. And even yeah, now yeah. I'm like, I'm done with it. I've seen it. So you're many done. Times. You're it's, done. It's... You see it three times and you've, you've seen it all. Exactly. I'm not a young man anymore. It's a, <laughs> I'm not young obsessing over a movie is like, that's a young man's game. You know, <laughs> time has not been kind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sad. Did just start filming again. I normally make short films. Yeah. I saw you just had one at a festival, right? Yeah, we just had one play at a festival. We just kind of released it. And you can find that through uh, my Twitter at Rob White Makes. You get a little link tree. Got a link tree going, like a someone who has an OnlyFans or something. They always have the link tree going. So 
you can watch that. I'm always writing. I'm always, I got a little writing thing up there. You can check it out. I got a few things coming up, but yeah, other than that, just hanging out, trying to ride out the waves of, of uh, COVID with sketch comedy and long form written comedy. Two things people don't, don't enjoy very much. Hell yeah. Anymore, so yeah. Get behind that. And we'll post all those links into the show description too. This is, this has been a blast. I'm glad we could talk about home alone too and shit talk it a little bit. <laughs> And I think Pigeon Lady is just going to give me nightmares for the rest of the holiday season. That's fantastic. We, you have to. I mean, her face is so red and oh, awful, yeah. and you know her hands are just black and uh, just covered in worms and just uh, lots good. of pigeon shit. If we could, if we could give our listeners one thing, it's beware of pigeon shit. It's been another episode of the Awesome Awful Podcast presented by the Daily Drunk. Thanks for tuning in.